We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Free game show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed. Blender HD. You're gonna follow me on Twitter. And it's Monday, June 26th. And you know what we do on Mondays. We use alliteration and say Mondays with McCool. James McCool, the co-author of the theory of daily fantasy sports with me. The 15-hour audio DFS masterclass you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com as well as the advanced players course, which includes James's custom Excel tools that I use on a regular basis, including the MMA slate uh, over the weekend where James, my, 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 my negative variance uh, continued where uh, I, I had 75% of the fight that got stopped in 30 seconds for an I poke no contest. So that didn't go very well. <laughs> when no. will it stop? When will, when will my bad luck in, uh, in, in UFC, everything else was fine. I could have done totally well if it just if if Toff and Lane didn't both get 
zeros. I mean, essentially, like nothing really happened. It was a quick eye poke, and that was it. No contest. So, you know, have fun. Nice and have fun. Play later. See you next week. Uh, yeah, so that, that wasn't very good. Let me just say hi hi to the the people in the YouTube chat. Hit that thumbs up button. You know how much I like the thummy thumbs. The, the early birds. Lucky Guesses is here. Hey, haven't seen you in a while. Uh, he's he's been killing it in uh, in MLB DFS. What's been what's been up with you? I hope your luck. I hope your luck's been better. My luck? Well, you no. seems like seen the past shows. You had live final seed, winning ten k. <laughs> every every other slate. It seems like seems like uh, the past couple of slates in MLB. It's like, oh, it, it, is it is this is this stack chalk? Well, here's his forty his forty runs. The Angels right. put up yeah, yeah. five runs or something over the weekend in Coors Field. So. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I kind of take off. Ba- I, I take off for baseball over the weekend because I probably, I probably would have lost more money. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've ran okay. I think I'm maybe down 500 bucks or something like that this last week, which really isn't bad considering so much. Things like maybe I don't know. It's not much, but like I did run a little bit bad. Uh, I stacked Tampa Bay yesterday, uh, which I thought was a fair. That was viable. that's always supposed to work. Uh, apparently, the Rays always put up eight runs. Yeah, well, you would think uh, they only put up three runs, and uh, one of them was on uh, a wild pitch, so that didn't go out very well. But uh, I thought they were a viable alternative to Atlanta. What we're finding out is that there are no viable alternatives to Atlanta. They just constantly score ten runs with four home runs. Um, there's no fading them. So, God forbid we end up with Atlanta in cores during the live final. And I just have to, you know, drink bleach the entire time because I have to figure out if I want to play that or not. And of course I would, because not only is Colorado's bullpen the worst thing right now, like it's just an auto attack and Atlanta is an auto stack. So we've just, this, this last week has been a lot of Atlanta and cores and like attacking the Rockies and that kind of stuff is just, just annoying, but. It's just one week out of the season. Is that, did you Sim say that it doesn't? It doesn't matter what the ownership is. You just got to play what everyone else is playing. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what Atlanta has been. Yeah, like pretty much every single day, it's like, yeah, just stack Atlanta. I'm like, but that's it's not like they're cheap though. It's, I mean, no, they're like, they're god expensive. They're, they're right. Well, I mean, that kind, kind of I I tend to look at that. It's like it's not just in DFS. It's not just like oh, what team is going to put up the most runs. Players get the most points. It's like it's all related to salary mm-hmm. and the Brave stacks. I mean, you're spending like to get a premium Brave stack, you're spending 24K in total yeah, you are. for a five man. I mean, there's really no one cheap. I mean, it's not like Ozuna's cheap anymore. Like it, you, you look. No, I mean, you've got you've got Orlando Arsha is probably the cheapest player on their. Arsha? Is that is how you pronounce his name? Or I thought it was Arcia. It might be Arcia. I don't know, man. I don't pronounce anything on live. Um, it really doesn't matter. I mean, the, yeah, when people, but, but when people make fun of me on 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 uh, name pronunciation, it's like, well, what, what do you not watch the sport? I go, exactly. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I, I, I don't listen to broadcasters or anything, so I don't know yeah. what what it should be. But I I believe it's Arcia. It might be Arcia. I don't know. Uh, but he's probably the cheapest one on that stack. Maybe maybe uh, Eduardo Escobar uh, was. Um, or no, Eddie Rosario. Sorry. Um, right. I, it's either Eddie Rosario or, or Orlando Arcia. Um, and those guys are still like 3,900. So like Michael Harris is 4,200 batting ninth. 
Cunha 6K, Albies 5,500, Riley 5,200, Matt Olson 6K. Like you're paying 25K for the stack. And so that was, that was like one of my main points yesterday. I'm like, okay, Atlanta is going to be gross chalk. You can afford them mostly because for whatever reason, Tyler Glass now was 8,900 yesterday. Um, and Yuri Perez was 82. Kikuchi was like 75 or something. Like the pitchers were cheap yesterday. So it's like they're god-awful expensive, but you can probably get a better secondary stack if you pivot away to one of the cheaper powerhouse teams. Um, and it was actually working pretty well until Matt Olson hit a home run, and then uh, Acuna hit a single and then turned it into two steals and a run. And it's like they're just so good at everything when it comes to scoring fantasy points. Um, I have a I have a metric over at Paydirt called event per plate appearance, which is expected home runs and stolen bases for a hitter per plate appearance. And Acuna is with a large sample size, because that's a stat where it's like, oh, somebody has two, two plate appearances and they have a home run in each of them. They have a 100% expected event per plate appearance, right? So like a smaller sample there can be a little bit misleading. But Acuna consistently is at the top of this chart with like 400 plate appearances or something in the sample that I'm using. And it's like, bro, it's so hard to fade him even at $6,400 cuz he's gonna get a stolen base. He's gonna get a home run. He's get, like he's so good this year for fantasy. It, it you he's sure, like you sure you sure it's not pronounced Ronald Akana? It might be Akana. I again, I don't know. I don't care. It's we not. Can, I'm just I'm just I'm we, just gonna, every name you bring up that could have a possibly different pronunciation. I'm just going to just going to say it. We, just call him, uh, we call him Kunata in the Discord because somebody misspelled it once. So that that's how I pronounce it. It's Kunata. Well, I mean, we, we've seen this year with the increase in stolen bases that guys that not only could hit home runs but get on base and score extra points with stolen bases, like Corbin Carroll, yeah, for instance. I mean, it it feels like the pure power hitters. I don't want to say are less valuable, but I mean, like, like a guy like Stanton. I'm not. I'm obviously he's not back or anything, but like those types of guys, where it's like, yeah, they could hit two home runs but they're probably not going to do much on the bases. Right. Like it's it, some of these 6k guys that that could hit a home run and steal two. I mean, should we be pricing some of these guys? I mean, we've seen the prices come up. I mean, are we going to see are we going to see regular 7k hitters? No. No, that would break the pricing algorithm. I I just don't think that that's like even feasible for what DraftKings can put together. The only person that might get there is Acuña. Um but we we would have to be talking like if he basically if he's not already seven k with the season that he's had he's not going to be seven k. I think. Well, I'm point you never know. I mean, DraftKings is just slow. What is he on FanDuel? I mean, like I I don't play him. I'll be on FanDuel, but I, I have to think that he's close to five k. I'm I'm literally uh, still not able to log into FanDuel. So <laughs> really? <laughs> really? What is, is is are you is your account blocked or are you still yeah. getting like? Like no, I'm still, I, they send me, I, I tried to change my pass. I tried to log in and then I tried to change my password and then it sent me to another link to change my password. I changed my password. It sent me back to try to log in. I tried to log in. It gave me the perimeter X block. And then now when I try to log in, it tries to send me to another page to reset my password. But because I don't know, or it didn't like register my password when I tried to log back in, I can't log into FanDuel anymore. 
how about support? Is, well, you probably have a support <laughs> figure that's like 17 support? weeks old. The, the Fandle support who said that they were going to get back to me in, a, in like four days. And and then when they got back, they accused me of not knowing how to log into Fandle. <laughs> I, I said I, I had a back and forth with this poor individual who works for Fandle. I don't know why anybody would want to do this. But I, I had this back and forth. I was like, okay, well, I have tried to log into Fandle this many ways, right? She's like, well, did you try to reset your password? I'm like, yes. Like, well, then there shouldn't be any issues. And I, and I retorted back. I was like, do you play DFS? Like, do you, do you actively play on Fandle? She's like, yeah, I play every day. I'm like, okay. Do you try to log in on, on your computer or is it only on mobile? It's like, I have no issues on both mobile and, and on my desktop. Like, okay, so you're telling me right now that today, because I know multiple high rolling and like high, high value players that cannot log in today. You're telling me that you, Jenny, can log in today and are having no issues with print. You don't have to pick on Jenny. I was picking Why on Jenny. call out Jenny? I was very mean to Jenny. Because she works for FanDuel. I don't care. She doesn't have a soul. <laughs> so like... I, and and she Do you have just, any money? Do you have any money on Fandle? Maybe I don't know. I don't remember. Right, you and I don't, right. I don't remember. It couldn't have been much. Might have been like I don't. Know, maybe a couple hundred bucks at most. Like I never. I, mean, I could get on. I mean, I could get on Fandle. Well, I I assume that if I wanted to go through the issue of like dealing with customer support and getting all of my stuff reset again, like I might be able to. But I have no reason to. I'm not going to play there. Um, I use Not even for NFL. For, I'm going to play on for NFL. I've, I, that's the only sport that I might play might. And that's only, that is only if there's a gross pricing issue, like somebody is priced disgustingly wrong. Um, I have played maybe four slates of NFL in five years over on FanDuel. And it was mostly because like the, there was a slate where I remember it was like five years ago, Jarvis Landry was priced like as a fourth string wide receiver and he was starting or something. And, and I just jammed in 150 lineups on it just because. Um, well, the thing about FanDuel, like Chase Simmons says in the chat, I'm only on FanDuel and now I'm I'm having problems with desktop, you know, with the, are you human and no issues on mobile? I mean, that's the main thing is like, like I don't really, I don't multi-enter when I play on, on FanDuel. So like I'm the only time I, I, I don't know when I'm logging in on desktop. It's on mobile because I'm I'm playing three to five lineups at most, and I just set it on, I just set it on my phone. But yeah, it seems like seems like from what I could tell, that no one is ever really having an issue with mobile login. No. But it's the desktop stuff. But obviously, if you're if you're like a 150 maxer, like you ain't using the phone. You're you're going to be logging in and uploading a CSV, and if they're going to act like you're a robot, like. All the time doesn't matter. It does you cannot convince Fanduel? Like Fanduel is very skeptical. Like they're just they're, they're really like they're, they're just afraid of the robots. And it's like, are you are you sure you're not a robot? Right? Here's a picture. How many traffic light? How many, what spaces have the traffic lights? It's like okay, okay. We thought that was too easy, right? I know the ro- the robots. The, truthfully, the robots probably control the traffic lights. So now we have to say which which one of these spaces contain an aardvark. Like we don't know, we don't know. I don't think the robots know the difference between an arm aardvark and an armadillo. So maybe you're a human. It's like, but maybe, maybe, maybe you're one of those robots that just like 
that loves Aardvark. So how many spaces does does this is is there a boat in this picture? I mean, it's just like really, really like, like no, dude. it's disgusting. It's it's <laughs> legitimately the stupidest thing that I and, and man, I could rant, I can make an entire podcast out of just hating on FanDuel, but the the fact that they own a larger market share of the betting in America than DraftKings does just speaks to how inept Jason Robbins is at running a sports book as well. Like I, should I mention the fact that FanDuel sponsors a lot of our shows here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't care. We sponsor this show. So <laughs> that doesn't matter to me. That we tell them like it is. We tell them from the player's perspective. Yeah. Like, okay, fan. Hey, FanDuel admittedly is softer on average. Yes. And DraftKings. I yeah. playing on FanDuel is is profitable. Yes. The formats are slightly different. Uh Obviously, you can't do everything at once. I mean, if you're going to play on a million sites at once, it's tough. So it's like I, I have no problem with like playing on FanDuel, other than it's hard to actually be able to play on FanDuel. Like that is the issue. It's almost like like we'd like to give you money, right? But I, I'd like to be able to log in. I'd also like the contests to not have merge tags in them anymore, because it makes it feel like. Is this contest being run well? I mean, are it scoring? The, I mean, it's that stuff. The thing that gets me with FanDuel and the thing that, like, maybe is the most asinine part of their entire scheme over there is like they'll run a they'll run a slate. It's like three to four games with legitimately like thirty dollars worth of action available. Like, we're we're not talking. We're talking like four, like, I think one time I measured it, it was during, uh, it was the beginning of baseball season when we had still NFL and NHL around, or yeah, no, NBA and NHL. There was a slate where there was a total prize pool for the entire slate of $150. It was like three contests. Why run it? There's some people that really wanted to play that slate. There, there, no, there were not. The opposite of that, James, did you see what DraftKings did over the weekend when they moved that game? Like, yeah, there was a game that was moved up. I, I, it I was, was Minnesota playing Detroit. Play. It was Minnesota Detroit. Right. It was a 140 game or something that they moved up to 1210. And DraftKings had a showdown contest for that game. And they didn't move the like. They moved the time, and it seemed like they didn't change the contest to compensate for the extra, like, two hours of time. So, like, all the contests overlaid. Oh, no. The entire entire lobby overlaid. That was – no, that that showdown was uh, the Cubs and the Cardinals. Okay, so what happened – all I saw is that people posting, like, like – this is the biggest, best plus EV slate of all oh, time. It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. Uh, so the Chicago and St. Louis showdown game locked at 9.10 a.m. Central Time. 8.10 a.m. Oh, yeah, oh so there was a really early game. Really early. And, like, okay, there was no was promotion game, of it. But the reason is this happened. No, that was, a, that was another issue that they had. Okay. There's the another next. issue. Okay. <laughs> But but that Cubs St. Louis game, yeah, that was massively profitable. Every single entry was at least two dollars on an EV. Like it, it was a hundred percent EV. Right. It was a hundred. I mean, like double ups weren't even half filled. I mean, like no. like if you entered the contest with just a dummy lineup, yeah, you would have doubled up. Yeah. 
I that that was ridiculously profitable um catching that. Like somebody mentioned in the Discord and I just went and fired in everything that I could find. Um it, it that was funny. Uh Minnesota Detroit was the other one where it was a 1:40 p.m. game and then they moved it up to 11 a.m. and then instead of making the slate time different, they just said, "Oh, we're just going to exclude this game." But FanDuel on the other hand was like, "Oh no, we're going to add this one. We're going to move the slate up now." So uh, if you have systems that are built off of a DraftKings lobby and not a FanDuel lobby, like somebody that I can mention that might be on the show, that's name is James. Um, it really messed with the way that systems are ran because I had to then manually enter all of the information for that Minnesota Detroit game, which is super annoying. Um, DraftKings has an issue when it comes to stuff like that, where if a game moves out of a window, they'll just be like, well, it doesn't exist anymore to us. We're not going to remove the salaries. Don't you worry. But that that game just doesn't exist anymore. Like just. And isn't just that the better way of doing it? I don't think so. I don't. I'd rather them not move lock time earlier when I'm I'm not aware. Well, of actually, it. no, that's right. I I I think that they I think that they handle it right, but they do it in a weird way. They say like, oh, the game has been moved out of the window, so these players are not going to like accrue fantasy points, as if it got removed completely. But I think that caused a lot of confusion. Well, they read it out. They have a red thing. They yeah. Have I mean, like, yeah. it's, not, it's not awful. It's not awful. I but think it's, that... it's if they included the game that got moved up, what ends up happening is that you go to sleep at night going, okay, there's a, you know, one o'clock slate. I'll make my lineups at 12, 1230. It's like, oh, no, we moved up the slate till 11 in the morning. And up oh, there you go. Yeah. You didn't edit your lineups. Like, I, I, I mean, they shouldn't do that. No, I agree with that. And that's what FanDuel did. That was literally what Fanduel did. So, um, Fanduel gonna Fanduel. Well, right. So I don't know. Like those. Well, do they? Do they think, James? Do they think? Like what I mentioned about waking up, not realizing that the slate has been moved up earlier. That's something that like would bother humans. But like robots, robots are at their internal time. Like the time, all that information, like robots would pick up much easier so they since FanDuel assumes that everyone on their side is are robots they're just like well we'll just move up the slate because like robots don't have to sleep or anything they're not going to miss it do you want to know my actual theory on on FanDuel not caring about that perimeter x issue here's my actual theory this is me not memeing uh you can actually hook into the FanDuel API after you have registered your contests and and populate your lineups into your CSV through their API. You can do that. Which that, that mean, I mean, that's how we get it at, here at Roto-Grinders. Just so you which know. you can do that without having to log in. You can just send it through an API hook. And they might think, I would not put this past them, that every single 150 maxer is doing it that way. They might live. Doesn't matter about the hundred fifty man. How about the, just a Joe Schmo with one lineup that wants no, to win? No, but they they do not care literally at all about that person. Oh, they, the humans don't care. They, no, 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 the they, they do not care literally at all. Like lucky guesses. Fanduel does not care about DFS. Their revenue all comes from betting stuff. Absolutely, they do not care about DFS at all. I think they legitimately believe, for some reason, that every person spending a decent amount of volume, like five hundred k plus, on their site per year, is only using their API hook to change their lineup. I, I think yeah, but they how are they to... uploading it if they can't log in? I don't know. <laughs> That's how they make their money. Right. 
by just stealing people's money. Dead lineups. Did you also see on on now that we're talking about this stuff? Did you see on DraftKings over the weekend or maybe Friday? They promoted because uh, the way that I mean these sites promoting their SGPs, they're built in. Like, do you want to bet on this? We'll present it to you. Did you see that DraftKings had an uh, uh, an SGP for the Reds game? That one of the legs of the SGP was Ellie De La Cruz to score over four and a half runs, <laughs> which was obviously a typo because it was supposed to be the Reds to score over four and a half runs. And I, I have to, I have to think, people still bet on it. People probably still bet on it. And if it, if that was the game where he hit for a cycle, somebody might have been able to win on it. <laughs> No, but four and a half run. I mean, like it was only paying. I think like like plus one eighty five or you know, no, some, yeah, some, hilariously right? bad odds. I hear you. Right, it's like the most runs that have ever been scored by one player in a game. I think is six. Yeah, and I think the last time anyone has scored five runs in a game was I maybe nineteen years ago or something. <laughs> I think I saw on Twitter. So it's like over four and a half runs for a player. Like I know, I know he's good, but. I mean, they obviously changed it, but I mean, someone yeah. screen capped it. And the fact that it was like the featured SGP in the DraftKings Sportsbook app means that I, I guarantee you people did say, oh, yeah, I'll take this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they they probably lost it and DraftKings probably said, oh, well, nothing we can do about it. Right. But if it was the other way around, they'd probably say, oh, we're not going to we're, we're going to cancel that leg because. Because it's obviously, you know, a palpable error, right? Imagine yeah, they, put, yeah, they no. put in, you know, the you know the total of the entire game over four and a half runs. And it's like, oh, it wasn't supposed to be that. It was supposed to be just the Reds to score over four and a half runs. Like, this is... I'll keep backtracking, yeah. I'll keep trying right. to find more. That's what they're doing. So what... And of uh, course, with their, with their SGP rules, if one of the legs is canceled, don't isn't the whole thing, like, just... Yeah. Yeah, it's not on FanDuel. If one of the legs gets canceled, then it just reestablishes the odds. Which... Right. Well, what it's supposed what what it's supposed to do for parlay. I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not 100 sure, but I I always thought on the edge. If you had a regular parlay, right, and you can obviously tell I don't I don't I don't, I don't do parlays, right. So this was why I'm I'm not that sure. But on a regular parlay, if I want to parlay five different games together or something, you know. And one and one game gets canceled, or pushes, or something, then it just becomes a four leg parlay, right? right? Like, and it just pays out whatever it should for the four those four legs. But on SGP, since it's only one game, like everything locks at one, like the the props are all at once. That you know, if one of the legs gets voided, like the whole parlay is. It's like you never make you get your, you get a refund. Yeah. But if you had like an eight leg SGP. And seven legs came through, and one was just like, "Well, this guy didn't play at all." Yeah. So we're voided. Like the whole SGP is like you don't get paid on the seven, as if you have the seven legs. That actually that did happen during the NBA season. Uh, there was um, some big parlay. I remember there was big stink about it on Twitter because there was a, a really big parlay. It was like nine or ten legs or something, and the only one that missed was a guy who didn't play, and it was like under on his point scored or something. And DraftKings voided the SGP because they were like, oh, well, the guy didn't even play. It's like. Right, because the normal, you would, one would expect with parlays that if one leg is voided, that it becomes a nine leg. But 
But you're telling me that FanDuel does it that way. Yeah, Fan, FanDuel, I, I'm pretty sure, reestablishes their odds. Um, one of the major books does. I'm pretty sure it's FanDuel. But they reestablish I mean, I mean, odds. I think, I think maybe the highlight of this, conver- of this conversation is that single-game parlays typically have 20-plus percent holds. Yeah, Sometimes massive. 30, 35 percent holds. It's, it's very rare to get SGPs to have low holds. If you just forget about them in in ent- entirety, you'd probably be more profitable. Yeah, probably. Just go if you if you want to make SGPs, just go over and do it on price picks. Which is not the greatest of odds either. No, still bad. Right. But it it's still it probably still play. I think some of these actually may pay better on prize picks. They do, they do. I there's a guy in my Discord who who ran a simulation of um of all the different kind of combinations and everything. And there, there's actually some pretty nice EV to be had and some nice win percentages to be had um, based on certain combinations. Like the price picks is certainly profitable. The, the only thing that frustrates me about them that I was certainly uh, skeptical about with Monkey Knife Fight was that they never really disclosed the hold or the odds, um, which always kind of bothers me. Like you'd have to go over to a different sports book and like check to see what the odds would be on the SGP you were putting together. And that's always kind of annoying. I'm sure somebody has put together like a way to just do that in your browser, but that was something that bothered me when it was first starting up. Well, I mean, they don't want to disclose the fact that they're screwing you. Right. No, I get that. I understand. Right. right. It's like, this should be this, but we're going to give you this price. Right. We're not going to, we're not going to tell you that. Like they'll they'll give you they'll give you uh like plus two eighty on something that has more realistic odds of like plus four hundred. Right. Like I don't know, like the, the user interface is is nice on prize picks. Um, but certainly I think if you just went over to FanDuel and went to their sports book, which they actually care about, like probably be able to put together a better parlay for a little bit better money. Um right. well, you know, that's why I said it it, it it depends on on what you're doing. I think we're talking more about the SGPs. We are and the regular yeah. parlays. Yeah, because that's one thing that that Prize Picks and Underdog allow you to do is they allow you to build correlation into your cards, which is nice, which is really nice. Um, and actually, uh, FanDuel I think does too. I think you can build an SGP, including things. No, 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 are... SGP, sure, but they take. But the thing is, is that the price that they're giving you factors in the the correlation. Like Prize Picks right. and Underdog have have straight payouts if you do a four pick power it's 10 to one i mean it doesn't matter if it's four different games or four yeah things. now they may like price picks won't let allow you to have a pitcher versus an opposing batter it won't allow you to have you know the same the same player in two cards you mm-hmm. can't say you know i want this pitcher under k's and under pitcher outs like you can't you can't do that you can't do that on underdog either but on underdog you could do the opposite i could do you know, the pitcher uh, has uh, has more than whatever K's, and then batter has under one and a half total bases. Yeah, right. Because obviously, the more strikeouts one pitcher has, the less likely that that other people are getting on base because they're striking yeah. people out. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, I, I should should probably get involved more with prize picks. I've been saying that for what like yeah, but you're in Tennessee. You don't need you don't you could get better odds just straight prop betting on 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 the sites that yeah is, and that's, at the, least that's the other part of this conversation yeah that's the other part of this conversation is like where you're located like i think that you should pretty much just be doing sgps if no not sgp well i mean not sgps just straight prop no straight straight prop parlay things like instead of doing prize picks right. um 
if you have. Yeah, because I, I, I when 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 and when Kentucky goes live, hopefully by maybe by NFL season, but hopefully by the end of the year. I would bet by NFL season. Yeah. Right. I'm. I'm much more. I mean, if I I'm going to look at you know, if I see you know the rushing prop fifty seven and a half over on Prize Picks and it's fifty seven and a half over on on the sports books and you know it's minus one fifteen. Like I'm gonna bet on the sports book because why am I gonna build a two leg parlay with minus one thirty seven on? Right, yeah. I'm getting minus one fifteen for the same. I mean, like, like yes, there will be occasions. There will be occasions where maybe that prop is my maybe it's 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 gonna move. It's minus one forty five, and it's minus one thirty seven on Prize Picks, or it may be the type of thing where it may be minus one fifteen at this on on DraftKings or wherever. BetMGM, FanDuel, whatever, uh, and the obviously the two pick on prize picks makes it one, minus one thirty seven. There, I get more edge, obviously higher EV on the sportsbook prop, but maybe I I I could only get down X amount of dollars. Right. It's like, well, I guess it's, it's still profitable on prize picks, just less profitable, and this is a way for me to just get more money down. Yeah. Are you are you limited on prize picks yet? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm, I don't know if you call it a limit. I mean, I, I can't, I can't uh, do more than like 4,000 in one day. And no more than a thousand. I can't win more than a thousand on a single player. So you're you're limited. Yeah, I'm limited, uh, but not like absurd. Not, not for my purposes. Yeah, because I'm a nit. It doesn't. It 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 doesn't feel like I'm limited because I'm, I'm putting together like twenty twenty five dollar cards and round right. robining like you know six seven, like that type of stuff. So like it. And that probably maybe even keeps me a little bit under the radar a little bit yeah. more than than other people. And I, I always say that that I always have to reveal that like Prize Picks is an, an underdog, I guess. It, I mean, they sponsored stuff here at Roto Grinders, so maybe the type of thing where my account doesn't get as limited because I'm a host here. I mean, nah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't. Hey, I'm saying that, and I don't. I don't even know that. Yeah. But it feel it feels like other other people that are doing the same things as me and pre- pretty much, you know, putting together the same cards as me on prize picks and underdog. Like I've got, I've had people have told me, it's like, yeah, I'm doing what you're doing. And now I, I can't put more than a hundred down on any player. Ooh. Right. I can't win more than 
you know, X $300 on a player or so, you know, I can't do more than 500 or a thousand bucks in a day in action or something. So you have yeah. to just choose why it's one of those things of like, yeah, it's, I can still do it, but I just got to choose why it's like the best edge stuff. I just put it down the two best ones, the three best ones. And that's it because I can't make any more round Robin combinations other than that. See Alex Santi's in the chat. I can't win more than one K on prize. I can't win more than one K on a player. Yeah. On prize picks. So like that, that's, that's, and when you're putting, when I'm doing $20 round Robins, it's like, well, that's $60 on a, you know, I'm winning 60 on that. And then I, the next one I'm winning another 60. So imagine how many, like I could still get down like $4,000 action and not have to, and, never win more than 1000 because also i'm not putting together like five leg car because you put down a five legger you know six legger you know like they paid 20 to one it's like well if you put down a 50 you're done on all the players because that's a thousand bucks when you win I'm, I'm i'm never building those cards i'm only building like two picks on prize picks yeah yeah, I, I think, and I, I honestly think that that's kind of like the, kind of the secret to this. I guess it's like, I, I, I think that uh, so long as you are prudent with your bankroll and understand what your goal is on things like prize picks and sports betting in general, like limits probably will not hurt you unless you're in you're an absolute outlier example. A lot of people worry about oh, people get limited even when they're not sure. No, no, but I think I think the people no people get limited, but I don't think the people get limited to the to the point where they can't achieve what they are trying to do. And if they do, then that means that they're. They I got an email. I got an email in from someone that is limited on DraftKings, and I'm 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 pretty sure I'm pretty sure that I don't I don't know what they're doing. That they're probably they're probably limited to the point where three dollar bets. I mean. Look! Look at points bet. I know they're probably being bought by some other company. Fanatics is bidding for them. DraftKings may buy them. Yeah. But dude, like points bet. I mean, I think it's a it's a meme at this point. Of like, how fast can you get limited points bet? Let's let's let's. Can it be two days? Can it be four days? Can it be? And it doesn't. And it. And I'm not even talking about like, like dude. If you just just wander into closing line value. Yeah, they treat you like a pariah. So, so I don't. I don't think it's just like it's an outlier case. I think if you show any semblance of a pulse, yeah, or a brain, like you, you have you, you're you're gonna you're gonna get to that point. I mean, yeah, you have to find you have to find. That's why having a lot of books, yeah, a lot. I mean, this is why having twenty accounts on different books and. Having prize picks, having underdog, having sleeper, having having yeah. a lot of outs, right? Obviously, you could get you could get into the weeds and get like PPH accounts, local bookies. I mean, like there's stuff that's outside of the regulated space. But I mean, haven't I haven't I said on this show for two years, pretty much? Once you know we got more sports betting legalized, that beating the lines is not the hard part. Right, it's always it's getting, getting the money, money down, and that's like ninety-five percent of. The, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do this for any substantial amount of money, and when I mean substantial, I'm talking about six plus figures. Right, right. 
something where it's like, like this is, you're going to live a nice living just doing that. That's 95% of the work. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's partnerships, it's syndicates, it's, it's going, getting accounts, you know, paying out accounts. And, and it's, it, that is like literally 95% of the work. 5% is actually, you know, beating the lines or either yeah. top down, bottom up, whichever way. Now, if you, can you make 20, 30, $40,000 a year like that level? Yes. Yeah. I think that's absolutely realistic. Can you make beer money under, can you make four? It's like, Oh, I'm going to be up five grand on the year. Can it pay for your family vacation? Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. A hundred percent. That is absolute. That is not only realistic, like, especially with all the promos and the bonuses, like it's almost like how, how do you not right. do that with some sense, some, some semblance of, you know, bankroll management and just, finding the biggest edges and and do that. Yeah. But like 20, 30, 40,000, 50,000 in that range, that's absolutely realistic. But if you're coming in going, yeah, I'm going to make a half a million dollars this year sports betting, I'm going to make a million dollars. Like you ain't doing that with just like I'm going to sign up my with my own account and I'm just going to I'm going to bet 500 to $1,000, I'm going to bet $300 props. It's like like let, talk to me in a month. Right. Yeah. Thirty days later, you'll be like, "Well, how am I supposed to make all this money when I'm limited to twenty-one dollars a year and seven dollars there?" I think that's what I was saying. Like, I, I worded it wrong, but I think that what I was saying was that if you have modest goals when it comes to sports betting, I think that like the limits probably won't kill you. Right. Especially because I, I think that one of the big things is when people go in and have a significant amount of success early and are betting those like 300 400 500 per per bet ranges that's when books are more likely to be like now nah, you need to step down but like if you go in and you have success with a, a modest amount of money and you're aiming for that 25 dollars per year range think that that's 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 what i i meant when i said that your way of doing it with prize picks where you're not aiming to have more than a thousand dollars in any given day like i think anybody is, right, is, that's doable. You could go. Oh, I mean, I think you yeah. could go out, especially with like home run props. Yeah, right. A little bit that have. A, you're not, but you're not betting a hundred dollars on these props. You're betting five bucks. Right. Yeah. You're betting. You're going. Okay, I'm going to bet on twenty different home run props for five, ten bucks a piece. And if you hit two or three of them on a day, like that's it's a profitable day. I mean, right. Right. And then you have some strikeout props. You have some, you know, and if you're just dealing with MLB, like your goal is to, I mean. Dude, seven, seven percent, eight percent. Props, we could probably ten percent ROI. Right, you could probably. So, I mean, if you're putting down a thousand bucks in across the board and a whole bunch of props that you have a good edge on, like that's an. But your expected return is a hundred is a hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. So imagine doing that the entire baseball season for what almost two hundred days. That's twenty thousand dollars. There you go. I mean, like that. Like that's the approach, but you have to think of it in those terms. It's not like I'm gonna find the the the, the two or three biggest edges and then hammer them hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, five hundred bucks at multiple books. It's like like dude, you, you you're gonna be down to twenty dollars and then you're gonna be like, Well, what do you do now? Well now you have to make it up in volume. So if you were gonna have to make it up in volume at some point anyway, why don't you just start at volume? Yeah, just start with it. Right. That's that's I think the the biggest point here. It's like, it, it just comes down to if, 
especially for people where you are, or like people in our industry where we we are in DFS and then we also have betting that we could do. Like I think that the the general mindset for somebody who's in DFS is to take um, probably like a similar approach and slam your edges as hard as you can. And that just, you, you need to focus more on volume, I think, when it comes to sports betting. And I mean, I certainly am talking a little bit out of like not super great experience here because I don't do a lot of sports betting, but that's the way that it seems to me. And it seems like you agree and you do do a decent amount of this stuff. Right. Lucky Guesses says, I can't bet more than $5 on any player pop on DK. And points bet literally limited me on my first bet. Yeah. He said, he, I tried to bet $300 on a home run prop with insane value. They took 100 and then basically wouldn't take any prop bets from me after that. So I just withdrew my money. Yeah, I know points bet does have the best home run odds, but you get, you can't get any money for a dollar. If you if you want to bet a dollar on a home run prop, you could do it on points bet. I don't know how you do anything more than that because they won't even allow you. To. Yeah, they'll just they'll just limit you. Why even bother? Have, why even bothering having the menu? Why why even bother at that point? I get, but I guess there are some people they don't mind taking more money from. I guess I've never I've never I I don't know I, I'm 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 not like completely involved with like gambling and sports betting Twitter or whatever. I've not I've not seen anyone that I've followed or people that have followed the people that have followed or retweeted anything of like, oh yeah, here's a winning ticket, five hundred dollars at points bet, because like to me that's like the tell. Yeah. Right. If you show if you show a ticket where you bet five hundred dollars on points bet and you won, like I can only imagine how much losing bets that you place there for them to allow you to bet anything of on any substance on points bet. It's like when people post like the somebody bet a million dollars or something like that on DraftKings, and you're just right. looking at it like, yeah, you might be positive now. You might be a profitable person after hitting that ten million dollar parlay with your million dollars up front. Like right. people post these three like three like four like parlays, twenty grand. I'm like, there's a losing better. Yeah, absolutely. It's so easy to tell, but I and that's one of the problems, you know. It extends over, and then people look at that, and they're just like, "Oh man, this guy won a twenty. This guy must be a professional better. He's able to put down twenty thousand dollars, and like that's his bet size. Like he's that's lost. No, that's a no one's lot. normal bet size. I can tell you that. Yeah, like you're not gonna be able to get that money down all at once at one book without being a loser. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But people don't see that. Consumers don't see that, and that's you know, there's a lot of grifters out there, especially right. in the gambling. Consumers space. are betting the over four and a half Ellie Dela Cruz runs on FTP. <laughs> Right. It's so gross. It's so gross. Have you have you played much this baseball season? I haven't seen you playing too much. Well, I mean, I was away for, for two and a half weeks. Yeah. I come back, uh MMA. I I baseball a little less. I mean, but I'm 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 it's I'm doing more prize picks and underdog. I mean, like it just yeah, it's just the edge the edge there compared compared to DFS is just it's similar. Mm-hmm. And it's lower variance. Yeah. So it's like it's more. It's more. If if I have enough on Prize Picks and Underdog, like I just don't play DFS. That I mean, like like it's one of those things, James. Where before this show, sometimes the night I'll check the night before also, but a lot of times they don't put up enough stuff. Yeah. Uh, before this show and right after the show, I'll check MLB props on Prize Picks and Underdog. Put together as much stuff as I can at the current numbers, 
And then if if it's if I if there's enough stuff available, like that that exhausts what that's exhausts my risk for the day. Yeah. And the thing is, is that once I'm done with that, like, dude, I don't have to I don't have to check lineups. I don't have to build anything. I don't have to like like, dude, lock at seven o'clock or whatever comes and goes. And like, dude, I don't I'm not even sure. Like, but I, I don't even pay attention. I don't have to pay attention to anything. I don't have to. Yeah. There's nothing for me to do anymore. Like, there's not. There's no thinking. There's no nothing. And it's like, if I if I could get an eight to twelve percent return on on that for that amount of work, and I've already exhausted how much my you know my my percentage that I plan for for the given day for the given slate for give, the given card. I mean, like, I'm done. Some but sometimes there's like, oh, there's really nothing here. There's like two or three. I'm gonna plug these in and then be like okay okay enter the 121 enter no yeah. you know play three to five lineups i have like four or five hundred bucks in play for dfs and then i have like two three hundred four hundred in in props and be like okay there's there's my there's my one there's my 1k type of allotment but sometimes there are days in baseball and especially in the larger slates that maybe i have like 10 11 12 things going on prize picks and underdog. And it's like, that, that could be three. I mean, I could exhaust my four. I could, I have 4,000 already going there. And it's like, yeah. remember I'm using the same projections for DFS. So it's these, these things, these, these results are going to be correlated to some extent because like, if I have a guy's over, over K's, like it's most likely I'm, they're underpriced in DFS. Also, mm-hmm. if I have a guy's under K's, I'm gonna have much less of that guy in DFS, right? If I have if I have if I have three three players from the same team under one and a half total bases, do you think I'm gonna have many stacks in DFS because I'm using the same projection set? So to me, since they're correlated like that, like why why what am I doing? What am I doing in DFS any different than than the props? So have you? All I'm doing is all I'm doing is increasing the variance and increasing the risk. And I've already exhausted the amount of money that that percentage-wise, that that I, I'm comfortable risking on that given. Have day. you considered using DFS as a way to hedge your price pick stuff? I'm sure that yeah, people. Why? Why would I be doing that? I, the whole point is to take advantage of the the, the edge in the market. Sure. No, I get it. Right? Like if, if 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 I if I have the the Braves is overowned for their their projection, most likely the lines reflect that also. Right, sure. a lot of the times, yeah, I know. It, lucky guess it says the DFS is so ownership dependent, though. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting to. I mean, like, yeah, but, a lot, but most of the times, the reason why there's an inefficiency in ownership is because the projections I have are lower than what the field is playing, and most likely, if they're lower, I'm probably also have the props. No, but I mean, betting market is also probably doing the same thing. We we have seen ownership get really really condensed and that's this that's specifically why i asked this question it wasn't necessarily because of the projections themselves um no i agree with you. That... i, I want to highlight james that the second part of of what i was talking about mm-hmm. that i'm not saying there isn't an edge there but you know how there, there's there's a life ev part of the equation yeah. of like well once i got all this this money down and it's noon and i'm that's what i'm comfortable with like dude the rest of my day is open i mean i don't i don't yeah, have to check i don't have to i could do 
something completely. I could go play. I go. I'm going to play poker. I'll be gone. I'll be gone for ten hours. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could. I could do whatever. I could go to go to a movie or go go out to eat with my wife or watch wrestling. Oh, there's a wrestling show tonight. I'm gonna. I mean, like, and I don't have to. Watch, I'm not checking my phone. Yeah. Is the catcher from this team really? Is is this guy really in the lineup? We have to wait for this team at ten o'clock. Like, some of that is. Yeah, there's an edge there, but I mean, I'm still getting plenty this other spot. So, like, yes. oh, okay, I can't change anything at that point. So, I'm I'm done for the day. And then yeah. there are other days where, well, there wasn't anything going on early for for props, and okay, so I'm you know set my alarm for five thirty six o'clock or something to remind me and go okay, go to my computer and spend an hour an hour and a half going through running lineups and. Okay, this is what I'm putting in, and then once I'm done with that, I'm done, and then then I still have the rest of the night to do other things because do I have to watch the games? No, no. Yeah, I hear. You. Just figure I'd ask. I'm sure that some people wonder about that kind of thing, and we've been talking a lot about how to how to look at this kind of stuff. So I figured I'd ask that question before somebody else did. Like you can't. You're only one person. You. I mean, you can't do ever. I mean. Yeah, but there are some people that like grind that like grinding the hell out of things. I mean, yeah. if you, especially on a smaller bankroll, I could I could see if you if you don't have if you don't if you're single, if you're in your twenties, right? And you're like, no, I'm just gonna I'm gonna spend twelve to fourteen hours a day just grinding out every edge I could possibly find. That's awesome. Build up my you know you have a couple thousand dollar bankroll. And it's like I want to build this up so in three years I have a hundred thousand. In a couple of years, maybe a five hundred. That like that. That's absolutely then go. Spamming I mean, there's just all these edges. But I mean, let me just tell you. I know it sounds. It sounds. It sounds unfathomable because when I was in my mid twenties, I was that type of person of every waking moment. Like I'm playing poker. I'm doing. I'm, I'm living the lifestyle. Yeah. Now that I'm 44 years old, like I know people in their 20s are going to be like, ah, I'm, I'm never going to be like that. Like, no, when, when you get to your mid 40s, like, it's like, you know, you know what I'd like to do today? You know, I'd like to live in a place where I could, I, I don't, I'm not crammed in an urban center, right? Like a nice, I could have a nice lawn, right? I don't have neighbors that bother me or any like noise. I have a parking spot and a garage and, in the middle of the day, instead of playing poker or grinding out whatever, sometimes I just want to lay on the couch and take a nap. Yeah. Right? Like that, like you're gonna get you're gonna get to that point and then be like, like, oh, isn't it great that I'm able to do that and not have to have a job that I hate in the right. process and have to wake up whenever I, you know, like like you're gonna get to a point where that is that is gonna be more important to you. Like that 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 sanctity of, wow, I, I, yes, I don't have all the money, right? You're right. But I have a comfortable living doing something that I love. And if I want to binge watch a show on Netflix all day and not grind my, my cock off, <laughs> that's perfectly fine. And then just like, okay, that's what I feel like doing today. Right. Yeah. And, and, and have money. So instead of me going out and mowing the lawn that you just pay someone to do it, here's 30 yeah. bucks, go mow the lawn like that. Like, to me, I'm living the best life, yeah. right? But when you're in the mid-20s, you look at that and you go, go, oh, you know, oh, suburban dad life type of thing. It's like, I don't have any kids. So, like, no, I, I no. and let, let me tell you, even as somebody with a child, suburban dad life is the best. 
Like <laughs> I, I have no desire to go out and be like somebody who is living life to the maxes. Like I really, really enjoy having a point between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. where it's just nothing. Just <laughs> I'm just going to hang out. I might play some video games. I might order some Chinese food. I might take a nap if I'm feeling really spicy. I don't do it as often as you want to, but I, I might. I might do that. Um, I I don't think that I have ever really desired to be somebody who really, really grinds. I have always been somebody who desired to have a life that feels comfortable and like I don't really have to answer to very many people outside of myself. And so I'm with you. I, I think right. that's bourbon dad life. Or so, what would you call like, it if it's not a dad? Just like kind of just, I don't know. Suburbia, man. Suburb, right? This is a bourbon life. Just yeah, live, live when a I, house. When I was 24, 20 years ago, 24. I was like, I want to live in the center of everything in New York City. Hell no. Right. Yeah. And the bad, and like, oh, I could, I could just walk out of my apartment, get anything I want. God, everything is here. Everything. And then, you get you get to a point where it's like enough, enough, enough of this, enough yeah. of the people, enough of the takes forty five minutes to get anywhere, right? And then you get to a point where it's like you don't even want to go anywhere anyway. Yeah. So it's like why? Why? I mean, that's why. Why am I living in, in the most expensive place in the country <laughs> if I'm not going to go anywhere or do anything? Right. I I could spend the same amount of money and get like fourteen times better standard of living in general and right you're you're in clarksville i'm in louisville like yep. we live like kings yeah we do I, i've got <laughs> 3500 square feet in my house man i've got a room i don't even use <laughs> we, got, we got plenty of room here we we live 20 minutes away from the closest public so i'm happy to drive there with my child and get him an apple like that's that's the life man it's life right and i live i, I live closer to us, you know, in the middle of a of a city, but still kind of a suburban section of Louisville, which is much bigger than Clarksville. But yeah, it 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 uh, the Kroger is 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 sixty second drive, right? I have to get pull into the parking lot and park, and uh, like I could get from my house to the to the doors of Kroger, in and out of my car in three minutes. Technically, there is a Walmart six minutes away, but. Rather go to Publix. Oh. Just rather go to Publix. Right. That's what this show is going to turn into. It's going to be just <laughs> right. And you're way younger than me. Well, I mean, you're like 15 years younger than me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I've always kind of been like a an old person since I was like eight. Like I just this is just kind of the life that I've always wanted to live, man. Right. I just I, I I was an insane person for five years between 18 and 23. I got all that out of me, and now I'm very happy to just be in my own space and recharge and hopefully one day be able to uh, buy a nice house that has one more room that I need on an acre of land without neighbors within 2000 feet of me. That's my ultimate goal. That's what I want. Maybe you're going to maybe you'll win the live final. That could be your, that you could do it. Yeah. I'm really hoping that I win the live final so I can just like go buy a house in Brentwood. <laughs> That's the goal. Uh, well, you can see more of James Paydirt underscore DFS on Twitter, paydirtdfs.com. Uh, All Star Break is coming up. We'll have, we'll have a conversation next week about you know things that that you're looking to work on over the All Star Break for MLB. I mean, it's kind of the slow 
part. I mean, we pretty much most pretty much only have MLB yeah. as a main sport. Like here until like NFL preseason, it's kind of look back and you know and and spend some time doing you know other things, <laughs> other projects, upgrades, stuff like that. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that next week. Hit the thumbs up button. Give me the thummy thumbs. If you like suburban dad life, right? Smash that like button. Even if you're not a dad, right? James has suburban dad life. I'm me. I do. I guess my dog, right? Our dog is is we we treat him like he's a kid, right? Right. He I, he he get he he probably gets more. He gets special food and he has health insurance, whatever. Right. So I'm almost like paying for a kid. But if you like that type of stuff, hit that thumbs up button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got baseball today. Uh, we got Grinders Live. We got Crunch Time. We got the BGA stuff, MMA stuff. We got everything right behind the paywall, all the projections, all the ownership, all the articles, all the everything. Hit, uh, hit that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month. If you want to learn more, structured learning and the strategy of DFS, theoryofdfs.com. Get the 15-hour audio masterclass as well as the advanced player's guide with the custom Excel tools. There will be no show tomorrow. Okay, they just one of the programming note. No show tomorrow. Then I will be back on Wednesday. I believe there's going to be a Grinders Live either Wednesday or Thursday. But I'll still be there on Thursday or whatever, whichever day it is. Get your questions in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com for those days. Friday, MMA first look. And me answering your strategy questions about DFS or sports betting or prop betting or any of these types of sites. Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern on the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.